Krishna, so we are very fortunate to have His Grace Adi Guru Prabhuji from California, USA. And Prabhuji will enlighten us on the topic Global uh, Footprints of Mahabharat. So, thank you Prabhuji, please take over. Hey Krishna, so it is based on my own book on Mahabharat, which I, Mahabharat is one book I study regularly and uh, it is an ocean, it has so much inside Mahabharat that uh, seems like uh, you it's like by the time you move from one shloka to the next shloka, you are already lost because next shloka takes you where you don't know. And it's an ocean. Like as compared to Bhagavad Purana, it's very easy to remember as compared to Mahabharata. Very easy. It's very small also. But Mahabharata is an ocean goes from, takes you from all different sides of uh, the the life your own life also because it's a, it goes through so many different aspects that uh, you just you just can't ignore any part of our life and uh, sometimes people tell me I've read Mahabharata and that word, that sentence itself is incomplete because because it's impossible for human being. It's it's good to read it, but what I feel is after reading so many times that I've not done anything at all. It's so special. So yeah, it is, it is an ocean, and uh, very few lucky people get a chance to bathe in that ocean. Dine, dine. He said that, Russian uh, Pine says, that I want to take bath in this ocean of Mahabharata every day. And, um, and Vyasdev also says in the beginning of Mahabharata, he says that uh, this entire Mahabharata has been created to glorify the Pune Purushottam Bhagavan. He says that. So, so it's a, it is an ocean. Now, coming to the global footprint of Ramayana, those of you got my book, find out the famous five, you can check it there. A lot of videos also on my channel, where you can, you can check it out. But in this class, in Japa conference, I'll share a few things. Because most of us, we, have, we are told, or we because we don't read much, uh, we are told that Mahabharata happened only in India and to some parts of Pakistan and also Bangladesh. Ang, Bang, Kalinga, names are there. So I'll start with Duryodhan first. So Duryodhan tells Vitrashtra that Arjun has conquered the areas from where the birds come to India. He tells Vitrashtra that he is so powerful 
that he has even conquered the areas from where the birds come. You understand? So where do the birds come from in India? From Abidia, cranes come. Duryodhan says to the Trashtra because he is very envious that they have Arjun and now he has even gone to the areas from where annually the birds come here to Hastinapur. Now Hastinapur, if you look at the latitude of Hastinapur, is 29 degrees latitude. 29.2 or 29.4. And the pyramid of Giza in Egypt is also in the same latitude. Even though it's thousands of miles away, it's in the same latitude. And the the temple, Angkor Wat, is also on the same latitude in Cambodia. It's amazing, like how they have constructed the entire. All three are in the same line. And from Hastinapur, Hastinapur, those of you who have not been to Hastinapur, it's north of Delhi, northeast of Delhi, and it takes around 112 kilometers every day, which is nothing nowadays. Roads are very good roads. They have, in some cases, better than U.S. And uh, you reach there in two hours, three hours, if you go very early. And sometimes less than two hours. Like I reached there in one and a half hours from Delhi, from where I was staying. And Hastinapur was a huge area. According to Mahabharata description, Hastinapur area must be almost bigger than today's Delhi, entire Delhi, NCR region, like NCR region. At least one to two thousand square kilometers, big area. Because on the western side of River Ganga were the palaces of all the Kaurava, and uh, on the opposite side of on the on the eastern side of Ganga was the armies of Hastinapur, huge armies of Hastinapur. Because Hastinapur was the capital of not just today's India. Hastinapur was the capital of today's Iran, today's China, China, today's China. Very clearly mentioned in Mahabharata. You will not believe now, because what is written in Mahabharata is the text. I can show you the shloka. China used to pay taxes to Hastinapur. And the boundaries of the upper region of Hastinapur were the Mount Meru, Meru, Meru Parvat. This is referenced in so many uh, Vedic texts. I'm not talking about Sumeru. Sumeru is a is a Brahmand pillar, which is the, in the center of the Brahmand, which is a which is kind of an imaginary or devta ka pillar, devtaon ka pillar hai. Uh, but if you uh, study more Puran and other places, it is made to understand how the solar system or how the 
Surya is functioning. That is a huge. And Bhagavad descriptions are 800 miles long, 500 miles wide. That is a description of Bhagavatam. That is for the whole Brahman. And uh, so, so that one is Alankrit Bhasha, Alankrit Bhasha and Bhagavatam. To make us understand how the universe functions. That is, that is outside the earth. But on the earth it is Meru. Meru is right in the middle of the earth. On, it is, like if you calculate today, and that mountain is in the Mongolia, Western Mongolia. So Mongolia stretches right in the middle. It's not on the east. So it's in, in the middle. The western side of Mongolia, western tip of Mongolia, you can say, that after that starts Kyrgyzstan. So that area, Almaty, Big Lake, and Mahabharata is very geographically accurate. Whatever is mentioned in Mahabharata geography, you can find it even today. All the mountain ranges you'll find. Like when Krishna Bhagavan goes to uh, convince him the for he explains the story of Jarasis, what he was doing he had already imprisoned how many kings he has imprisoned and he was 14 short and he was planning to execute them from all over the world these kings were all over the world from all over the world he attacks he attacked Mathura 99 times. He, he also attacked Mathura 99 times. And then Krishna defeated him 17 times. But 21 times actually defeated him. And then he moved to Dwarka, which is Dwarka is in the middle of the ocean. So whatever you see right now in the Dwarka, that is the border areas of Dwarka connect to the mainland. The actual Dwarka is very big. Actual Dwarka is bigger than the New York City. Because it has sixteen thousand palaces. Beautiful palaces, different colours. I describe those palaces beautifully in my book. Which colour each queen had this palace. Narad Muni went there to verify everything. Narad Muni went there to verify who was in which palace. And and the Narad Muni saw so many different uh, Krishna doing different activity in each palace. He did not see Krishna doing the same activity everywhere. He was doing different activity in every palace. <coughs> so, so that is the northern boundary, and beyond that, it is. It was called Agamya because they were still devtas were still living there. Their families were still living there. But Arjun went to way north. 
Songri is the Arctic mountains. So he had seen the upper shore of the ocean of Jambudvip. Jambudvip is Asia. Bhagavatam description of Jambudvip are the description of the the whole earth planet because the but if you look at the uh, mahabharat the mahabharat is more related to us humans bhagavatam describes many things which are beyond human other planets how people live in other planets so mahabharat completely destroys the today's alien philosophy ufos alien west is very much and west uh, is very much uh, uh, enamored by enamored by alien theories i call it alienology so oh, the aliens coming aliens this aliens that west is very much enamored with that Mahabharat doesn't talk about all those things. It's a reality because most of the devtas come. So like uh, in Mahabharat, Bhim meets Hanuman in the Kadali one, in Uttarakhand. Today also is there. Upper, upper places, the mountain, there are mountains, there are banana gardens. Nowadays they have a little bit vanished because of construction. So people may think, why, how come bananas come on top of the mountain? There are bananas from the mountains too. On the bank of the lakes, there are huge banana gardens over there. Hanumanji was living there. And Hanumanji is still there because Hanumanji wants to see the Kalki Aftar also. He saw Krishna avatar and now he wants to be Kalki for the end of Kali Yuga. So then, these are, these are travels of Arjun. So the upper boundary of Hathinapur, which is ruling Bharat means the whole world, because it was conquered by Bharat Dushant Chakrila's son. Before that, Rishabh Kumar's son, Rishabh Dev's son, Bharat also had conquered. Before that, Manu's son, was also Bharat. We had also conquered. There are five Samrats have happened in the history. And Yudhishthira is considered the first is Mandata and the five Samrats are there. And Yudhishthira is considered the greatest of all the Samrats because in military power, Sena Shakti, he was the biggest in wealth, he was the biggest. In dharma, in niti, he was the biggest. In purusharthi, he was the biggest. And also in renunciation, he was the biggest. And he did not want to become the king or samrat. It was Krishna convincing him. He didn't want to do it. He said it's too much endeavor. Atyahara prayasrasya. Too much endeavor. He didn't want to be part of the whole thing. So, 
the the stretch of mahabharat goes in the north to the uh, to the siberia and the upper boundary of the hastinapur kingdom is kyrgyzstan because before beyond that is everybody paid taxes to yudhishthira hastinapur hastinapur had representatives from all parts of the world all parts of the world some of us we do not know that nakul and sadev are the children of madri madridesh madridesh in mahabharat is balik balik kumari balik means west of today's persia persia doesn't mean iran persia means iran iraq azerbaijan armenia kazakhstan all these countries are part of persia the caucasus mountains caucasus it's north of a little south of turkey and north of iran on the other side of the black sea so those are all part of our territory with paid taxes means just like today your smaller states in usa they pay federal tax we pay federal tax also state tax also like that they paid federal tax as well as state tax whatever the local kings were there that is mentioned in mahabharat when bhishma goes to get the hand of madri or pandumas he explains the position that how he had to cross so many mountain ranges and reach balik and balik after he reached balik balik then he had to engage in a war with shalya shalya was very very powerful shalya was a friend of indra and and therefore he had the power of indra he was as powerful as indra the friend of indra so what it shows is that indra was worshipped in even that part of the world so indra is considered a representative of vishnu and as they say it is am sakalapam sa krishna sti bhagwan sam indradi yakulam lokam Indra Ari, Ari means enemy. Indra Ari means Indra Ari, Indra Ari, Sandi means enemies of Indra. Vishnu always comes down to fight against the enemies of Indra. No other person. Indra, enemies of Indra, and. Uh, the the position of indra is that of protector of dharma so if you see the birth of five pandavas birth of five pandavas you know we all know the story it's in my book also and the book is just about dharma the five indra collectively became 
the five Pandavas. There's a whole story there, how they became, and how Mahadev blessed a, a Apsara who wanted five husbands, and she became Draupadi, or five qualities in a man, and she became Draupadi. Because Pandu Maharaj asked for five distinct qualities, and so therefore five sons were different. One from Surya, one from one from Surya, which is came in Durvasa, then one from Dharma, Dharmaraj, one from Indra, one from Vayu, and two from Ashwini Kumar. Because Ashwini Kumar are the most good-looking of all the devas. So those five. So Nakul, Nakul and Sadev were the children of Bali Kumari Madri. And Nakul conquered the west side till his uh, grandfather's kingdom, Madradesh. And Madradesh, you can also say, it was controlling even the Kusha Dvipa, where we know it's Africa. In Mavar, it mentions Pushkar Dvipa. Uh, if you go to the right, to the, to the west, again you have to calculate distance from Hastinapur. And Hastinapur, if you go towards the west, then towards, towards the east, it is Deen. Deen San Ghatotkach used to rule the islands of Malaya of the Malaya And Malaya is considered a huge not just uh, islands or Malaysia. Uh, Malaya is all the islands, the ASEAN region, and also, and it's the same name in Ramayana also. Sadev conquered the southern direction to Lanka. Or today Sri Lanka is not Lanka, or what is mentioned in Ramayana and Mahabharata. In Ramayana, it was Hanumanji who crossed over to Lanka. In Mahabharata, it is Hanumanji who crossed over to Lanka. So, crosses Lanka. So, because Gatotkaj had the power to jump, he's Rakshas, he could fly also. From Hidimbai, he had all the powers. If you see the one verse of Pandava, then you will see that Katutkaj and his team of Rakshas, they are carrying the five Pandava and dropped on his shoulders and fighting with all kinds of people to go through the difficult places. And the Katutkaj appears whenever Pandavas think about it. Whenever each one thinks, he appears because Vizitri is his elder father, just in today we call it Tauji. And uh, if you look at the see in in Mahabharata, there is mentioned very clearly the relationship between different people was based on the taxes, taxation. Because the Ratsya Yagya is the, I have discussed it before also in this show, 
that how the taxes as long as the countries pay taxes they are part of Pakistan is a very physical real relationship it's not a relationship where you're just agreeing or on just nodded like people make out to be no it is ruled by the army of Hastinapur so all the departments are there in Hastinapur jin department this department that department all these countries representatives are there who sit in the sabha of Yudhishthira Maharaj therefore you'll see when the assembly comes all the kings have to send their representatives actually sometimes all the kings have to be present in Hastinapur so very crowded groups everybody is coming everybody is going and 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 the population was also very high so people are coming crowded roads very crowded roads and uh, and that's why you will see because such a long time has passed with mahabharata now you'll see that lot of roads have vanished but the paths are still there paths are still there the all the mountain passes you see it will look like as if somebody has made them across himalayas across sumbagiri across the mountains on the west of india you see somebody has made those routes so these are all existing during mahabharat period or before that also because hastinapur name from maharashtri maharashtri is is a is a great personality who was married to the princess of kashi so the princesses have all come from kashi kosal all these regions and the kings have always been hastinapur and ayodhya they have also been in in bc in 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 ram in ramayan that how hastinapur is in the center of the entire civilization even today in the malaysian region or other region it is considered that uh, the it is very easily considered that the ayodhya is their capital they probably believe they believe that ayodhya is their capital because that was the standard that was the standard ayodhya was the capital during the ramayana period ek maharaj uh maharaj dashrath uh, is demanding taxes from everybody so there is a period which is mentioned in ayodhya and ayodhya was also ruling only difference in ayodhya means the even the far flung areas of it are covered in ramayana like the south america north america all these things are mentioned in ramayana so ramayana has a bigger geographical spread than even uh, mahabharat mahabharat is a story of jambudvip and but 
Ramayan is the story of the entire Earth planet because they they searched for Sita. But in any case, in even both in both the stories also, one thing you can understand that the uh, the the global spread is is based on political and military. So uh, you must think that why people have to go and conquer? What is the need to conquer? But that's the way the that's the way you rule. You don't rule by just imagining that you're ruling. You rule through an iron fist. And and uh, and without armies, you cannot spread Sanatan Dharma. There is one beautiful lecture in Prabhupada says that that we are not artificial pacifists. Means we are not, we don't believe in we believe in actual practical peace, and that can only be come when there is a complete governance. And and Krishna Bhagwan, if you look at Krishna, he is. He is also a prince. He is also he never became the king because he he doesn't have to be because his kingdom is very secure in the north by Hastinapur and other places. And Darasan was destined to be killed by Bhim. So he he had, he attained that. So most of the when Bhagwan comes to Yada Adai Dharma Sigani Bhati Bharat. So he as Yudhishthir gave the first Agra Puja. Agra Puja means the first worship. In Rasu Yaga was one of Krishna. It was Krishna who gave him the idea of Rasu Yaga. He did not want to do Rasu Yaga. And before Krishna he was not getting convinced Narad Muni had told him to do Ratsu Yajna. And sometimes you will say, hey, we are not concerned, we are not into any wars. But sometimes wrongly people don't understand history. They just give lectures. They have not read Ramayana. And they don't understand because sometimes people are not part of the culture. So the kings from India always rule the world. In fact, Europe, Shakadvipa, Asachal is mentioned in Europe, is there, has always been an Indian territory. If you look from the pages of Mahabharata. So when people say Arya came from Europe, so they were telling exact lie. Because Arya never came from Europe. Arya means from India. Or Aryavrata. Himalayan and, and uh, Himalay and Vindhyachal. So, a lot of misconceptions are there. But, for spreading dharma, sanatan dharma, or Krishna consciousness, or you say, whichever term you use, means the same thing, is that you have to use the sena, or the army. And, because there are a lot of miscreants everywhere, some people cannot be taught by any other language. 
and so it was a complete control and then the temples were established you'll see a lot of ancient temples in all these regions <coughs> later on they gave so many funny names greeks greeks are called yavana yavana and then parthians and then achaemenids european historians gave all kinds of funny names without understanding anything so ram mahabharat was a global spread their footprints of bharat as it is and it is the real history it's not the yagya says any history that doesn't begin in bharat is a fake history so i'll stop here if anyone has any questions or comments please share hari krishna Krishna Prabhu Ji, Madhana Pranam, on Vrishya Shukhapad Guru Maharaj. Thank you so yes. much for, uh, you know, you mentioned your reading Mahabharat and then enlightening us also on the Saturday morning. So I don't have a specific question, but I really like the, like the class and, you know, you share your realizations with us. Thank you, Prabhu Ji. Yeah, these are not my realizations. These are Vyasdev's writing. And... Uh, when i read i read very scrutinizing like prabhupad said so i read i get into the i verify it before i speak or write anything so now i've published 12 books now my 13th is coming out very shortly very nice any other question anyone has If no one has any questions, we'll stop here. One chakra, Patrubhya's chakra, passing away in chakra.